So they <laughs> they were all for war. So like, but like after like a good five years, Barry White was like, you know, this is this was silly. And John Bolton was like, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> it's like what? Doubling down, man. <laughs> Double down. I think. Uh, did you know he was also an intern uh, for Spiro Agnew back in the <laughs> Spiro day? Spiro Agnew? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what is Spiro Agnew? That's, that's he's Nixon's. A, he's Nixon's uh, Secretary of State or uh, uh, Vice President. Vice President yeah. Yeah. I think he was the guy that actually like initiated the... Uh, Watergate? Yeah, like the Watergate uh, searching. Spiro, uh, I, I, Spiro Agnew is also the reason why the name Spiro is no longer a thing. <laughs> yeah, you should have gone by his middle name, Ted. <laughs> oh man, Spiro, isn't that that dragon? <laughs> Spyro. Yeah. Okay, so welcome back. This is, uh, I guess, the eleventh episode of Cloud Nine. Uh, technically twelve. Yeah, sorry for the absence of some technical difficulties last week and the week before. Um, so we got a bunch to catch up on. Joining us this week uh, is Derek. The um, what was your Instagram handle? Oh, no, you, your Instagram handle is uh, artisanal fuckboy. I think, uh, <laughs> think that says everything you need to know about me. What is what is the meaning behind that? Uh, it just means that uh, I'm a fuckboy, but I'm made out of locally sourced ingredients. So like, that's really, <laughs> really the only the only difference. So organic fuckboy. Or, organic, yeah. Love organic it. farm raised. Well, like Derek, it. yeah, you're gonna you're gonna fit in just fine here. <laughs> I like it. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. Yeah, 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 pleasure. Absolutely. Um, it's your boy, the Trap Cheese Dendata, um, the deli's local number one customer, aka, um, I don't stand up for anybody on the subway, aka <laughs> Lord Finesse at underscore Lord Finesse. Um, yeah, episode 11 and a half, 12, um, nine and three quarters. Yeah. So, <laughs> why we're skipping around on these numbers is basically because I don't really understand how to under, uh, work our audio <laughs> yeah. software, so I accidentally deleted the episode last week. Our but, intern ran off with the files. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I left uh, my hard drive in uh, Mexico. Yeah, it happens. You know, no one, no one bats a thousand. No one, <laughs> you, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, it's a learning process. So. so we do have a couple of things to catch up on. Uh, one of the places we left off the last time we were recording was uh, I was about to go into jury duty. So just one brief note about that is um, I showed up and I actually couldn't serve because I was attending in the wrong county. I'm a resident of Kings County now, not New York County. So I left and I had to go to another uh, department and change my address. And the guy wrote down his email address and he wrote down his uh, name and told me to email him, right? And he did this writing it down freehand. And I get, I go home, I email the guy, the email bounces. I'm like, okay, interesting, double check. <laughs> okay, he's, it's the right email, it's spelled exactly the same way, it bounces again. I googled this guy's name at NYC Courts, he misspelled his name and he misspelled his email twice. You think he did it on purpose? So that's that's what I've been asking myself. <laughs> he did not want you to. So like, I'm in the system, but I'm not in the system. Right. <laughs> it was so weird because he was like, he was like, oh, it's fine. You could just email me. I've never seen someone misspell their name, let alone do it twice in a row. Wait, what was his name again? Uh, his name was Gary uh, Thompson, but he wrote Get it Gary Thompson. Gary Thompson. Uh, <laughs> he put Gary with one eye. Yeah, one he, he spelled it Thompson with an N, so Thompson. Thompson? You cannot make this up. <laughs> and yeah, so the infamous Gary Thompson. Uh, yeah, so that's just some brief housekeeping. If anyone 
uh, was interested, but uh, wait, did you end up actually sitting in court though, or no? Because uh, your whole address, yeah, yeah. So I sat. I tried to like make it as long as possible because I wanted to justify like not going into work. Um, <laughs> so like I, I waited till the last possible moment where I had to like leave jury duty because as I, I I don't know if you guys have ever served. There's a point where you have to like fill out paperwork. You go up to like the bench and he handed in yeah. and this guy ahead of me like the bench clerk was like yelling at him because he was like sir like these are lawyers like you can't like lie about where you live like you need to leave and I was like oh shit like that's gonna happen to me if I don't get off this <laughs> line right now <laughs> oh wait so he was one of the guys who was supposed to be serving with you or like doing jury duty with you no 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 so that was so there was a guy ahead of me who had the same situation as me oh, and I was that was kind of like just waiting else for you know waiting for someone else to speak up because like I was pretty baked and it was like really early in the morning and I was like holding... but it's a good way to not get sat for jury duty is being showing up baked exactly you yeah don't, you don't want that guy in your jury yeah you know I was going through the metal detector and I forgot that like cigarettes had like aluminum foil in it so I keep going through and I keep oh. like setting it off <laughs> I really good start a courthouse story. sorry quick segue yeah. yeah yeah so once was uh, had to show up to a uh, courthouse because I was fighting a marijuana case in court and uh, showed up to the courthouse and I remember there was a there was a bunch of youth next to me also in court waiting for their things like a bunch of like high school kids and I remember it just smelled of weed and I was like, yo, these kids are crazy. Like they came to the courthouse with weed, like this fucking gangster, like it was crazy. And then I'm like, so then I leave like you know, they call me up and then I, I, I deal with my case and then uh, I leave the courthouse and this is in Queens, and I was just like, I still smell the weed. And then I started looking through my pockets, you and I had, you. like, a dime bag just, like, in one of, like, my side oh, pockets, like, of, like, my steep tech. And if you've never seen a North Face steep tech, there is a thousand pockets in a steep tech. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I was like, wow, I was the ruffian in the courthouse. <laughs> 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 I was projecting it on these kids, and I was like, oh, I was like, oh my, I was, like, clutching my pearls in the, in the courthouse. Like, oh my, how dare you come here to this establishment with marijuana? And it was me the whole time. I felt so bad. But I was also happy because I found weed. Yeah, then, yeah. <laughs> Finding weed is like probably one of the top like three things. It's like sex, getting paid, and then like finding weed you didn't know you had. Because that's like right. getting paid. It's <laughs> like it's like, uh, like changing a couch almost. Like, yeah. Couch. Well, it's like changing the couch that you already spent. <laughs> it's um, it's your income tax and budget. Yeah, no, that's perfect. And then like you yeah, just leave the courthouse, like yeah. go over to the bodega, like get a pack yeah. of like bamboos. Well, moral of the story: check your pocket before you go to a courthouse. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I've done that on planes before. Like the last time I flew, I didn't realize I had like a half smoke joint in my uh, in my cigarette case, and I got like, back to. Uh, I got off the airplane, got out of the airport, went for a cigarette, and I was like, yo, it smells like weed in here. <laughs> <laughs> OD. So, yeah, I mean, you see how easy it is to get into airports just, with bud or courthouses. Yeah. I mean, no one's really checking for, like, the smoke, though. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't have, like, weight, like... Yeah. yeah. Than, like, see how easy it is to mistakenly come get yourself yeah. in a fly list. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. Commit a crime. Oh, you should be like, wait a minute. You get banned from uh, Denmark. <laughs> you couldn't just wait till you get here to do it. <laughs> yeah. That so sometimes cool. you gotta take the leftovers home, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, yeah. Um, so I think that's as good as any point to hop into this week's first talking point. Um, and it would be impossible not to mention what happened last night 
in Syria, uh, which has been in the midst of a civil war for like almost like eight years at this point or something, just like an excessively long amount of time. Yeah. And I, I'm honestly just saying that I'm surprised that Jared Kushner has not solved it yet because if I, if I recall, <laughs> Donald Trump said that by this time, Jared Kushner would have solved the Syria problem and built a new tower in it called 666 Syria. Well, like, I, I assume <laughs> that that's what happened. But he's busy solving the uh, Israel-Palestine okay. crisis. And then he's also uh, busy, you know, solving the Russia crisis. And, re- <laughs> and revamping the entire U.S. government. So yeah, he's, yeah. He's a busy let's, boy. Let's cut him some slack. Right. He, <laughs> he doesn't even have full security clearance anymore, so yeah. that's a setback. Yeah, he has to. Wait, yeah. You know, so for the for the people who don't know um, what happened exactly last night. Yeah. So there was um, sh- heavy shelling of a rebel-held town, um, the last rebel-held town in Syria, um, and according to reports, there was a chemical attack as well, uh, which left uh, seventy-three children dead. Um, and this is, and you know, this happens, you know, more than enough um, to the point where I think we've become numb to it in the, yeah. in the American media, and it doesn't really yeah. take up the same amount of time and energy in the news cycle. But I think what's interesting here is that this is going to be Trump's first um, instance since he's been president where he's going to really be forced to uh, have military action, and not like mm-hmm. the covert action that's been yeah. happening throughout Africa, like real uh, diplomatic uh, yeah. action. And unlike uh, unlike things that are going on with North Korea, which have mainly just been tweets, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, there's a real human like we're still waiting for that meeting, by the way. By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's a real human like toll to this, like to this one, like people people have died. So like, yeah. now, n- you know, it's not just you, you can't solve this with a tweet. Not that his tweet solved anything, yeah. but like <laughs> it's also it's not the first chemical attack that's happened in Syria, right? No, no. no. It was was it was the last one when Obama was president? It or? was it was when Obama was president, but going, it, I think Trump was already the nominee. Okay. Because I remember him talking mad shit about Obama's decision to like about Obama's decision because I don't remember what Obama I don't remember exactly what what Obama did. I think they we only struck like some of their like like landing mm-hmm. like in takeoff strips in right. like Syria and that's all we did. Just, like, uh, I think that more. Trump was president in that time. Trump did That was that was like this time last year and it was I think it was like the president yeah, I think it was like a very like coordinated thing where they called in ahead and told like the Russians yes. they would, yeah. and they moved all there. You're, you're very right. You're very right. So will, will it be a similar thing this time? What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I, I don't think Trump really has it. I don't think he knows enough about the situations he's in because he's, he's so anti-information, and these decisions are there's so many factors at play. Yeah. In so many different, like you got the, so many different, like the heads of all the different armed um, services coming together, right. like to make these decisions, and he just doesn't have a mind for detail. I feel like he's kind of like, like a yes man almost, and like because I'm like it's not him making like those direct decisions. It's like you have like Navy, Army, Marines, like all these generals just like swarming his head with just like well, nonsense of like attack. It's just I feel like it's just a matter of him being like, should we like. Also not to jump, also not to jump ahead, but tomorrow is John Bolton's first day. Mm. He is a war hawk. Yeah. So that could throw an interesting wrinkle into like 
what Trump does because now he has somebody. Yeah. His national security advisor is someone whose first, second, and third option is bomb the shit out of him. John Bolton's just at home with like a <laughs> massive erection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Tomorrow's like he's like he's at home laying down his outfit. Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow's just like getting it ready, like put uh, the shoes, laid down in bed like a kid before the first day of school. So we're like the same suit that we wore when they decided to like go in Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> this is my yeah. Iraq suit. Oh. Yeah. No, it's fortuitous. Um, and. I mean, you could even question if it is a coincidence, right? Perhaps this is kind of like, uh, you know, something that the, the Russia provoked, uh, you know, Assad to do in order to kind of like escalate tensions and, you know, yeah. force Trump's hand. I mean, that's certainly like a, a reasonable thing to assume. I mean, if it was the other way around, I wouldn't think that Trump would have that kind of foresight, but it's just... No, like, yeah, he doesn't, just know, like, yeah. he doesn't know what's going on. Who didn't walk Trump knows. off the cliff? Like, wow, yo... Trump really getting uh, wild getting, getting on the Twitter. Getting yo, spicy wow. on Twitter. Live yo, Twitter updates. What is he saying? I was curious. I was like, oh, shit. Like, what's he tweeting right now? If President Obama had crossed his stated red line in the sand, the Syrian disaster would have ended a long time ago. Animal Assad would have been history. <laughs> yo, it's lit. <laughs> I like how... How his, his default response is always like Obama. Obama. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. like, I don't know what to say right now. I'm just going to go with uh, Obama. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But it works. It Talking works. even brazier, you're saying that Putin was behind it. Ooh. Yeah. He's spicy. A, he got, very spicy. <laughs> what did he say exactly? What did he say exactly? Give me the, give me the quote. All right. Um, many dead, including women and children, in mindless chemical attack in Syria, areas, atrocity, and lockdown, and encircled by a Syrian army, making it completely inaccessible to outside world. President Putin, Russia, and Iran are responsible for backing Ahmad Assad. And it ends to next President Exile will always be friends no matter what happens with our dispute on trade. I don't know. Now he's just talking like mad reckless. <laughs> he's just talking mad yeah. reckless. Too much for me to read. He's got a lot. He's got he's, a lot. He's, uh, he's passed my 140 <laughs> yeah, characters. The, the, the Twitter fingers went off. Yeah. The Twitter fingers went off. <laughs> well, this is a good one. While security spending was somewhat more than his predecessor, Scott Pruitt has received death threats because of his bold <laughs> actions. Oh the EPA. <laughs> Scott Pruitt is... I, I, was, I was thinking this about Scott... The Trump, when it comes to grifting and just like, we we're, we understand there's a certain amount of money and concentration of money and power. Like, we've right. accepted that. <laughs> like, we, we, we've accepted that in our democracy, which yeah. is a shitty thing. Yeah, it's a but, shame, yeah. But we've accepted that. Like, special interest groups, they got money, they got access. But the the level of grifting that is happening in the Trump like Scott Pruitt's definitely listening to the Cardi B album. Like, you know, <laughs> right now, like, like Scott Pruitt, it, like, he must, it, like, and he's also like, he, it's really hard to fire him because he's like a, as, as established, like he's as small yeah. creature. Yeah. He's Coke Brothers backed since the beginning, and he's getting results in the EPA, EPA. So if Trump fires him, that's that's crossing the Coke Brothers. And as much as Trump talks about being like yeah. not beholden to anyone, he is as afraid of the Coke Brothers mm-hmm. as he is of as every other Republican um, um, Republican uh, congressman and senator is. And he proved that when he talked tough against the NRA, he got really spicy. As soon as the NRA sent their lobbyists in, he backed down. Yeah. So like, I have no, I have no reason to believe that Trump could would actually ever do any like. Pruitt would have to do so much to actually get fired. Yeah, I think with Pruitt right now, the criticism is about like him being corrupt. It's not actually about yeah. him like. Cause so if Pruitt were to help the environment, then he would get fired, right? Because that would be against <laughs> yeah, like the be... agenda, right? <laughs> but as long as he does, yeah, he does nothing, yeah, <laughs> and doesn't like you know spend like 
30k on like a, a phone booth yeah or whatever um carson did and then <laughs> and then the other guy uh, the surgeon general or whatever yeah. who like took a private plane i like i like how ben i like how ben carson blamed his wife <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah, they yeah. were like ben carson First, he was like, "We did not. I did not approve these the, the, the purchase of this thirty thousand oh, dollar like him, uh, this set of China." His office. And yeah. then his, and then they were like, "We found the emails where you approved this." He was like, "Oh, my mistake." He's like, "What? Type I can of, explain this." What type women of man be shopping? Doesn't consult his wife <laughs> before he picks out new furniture. Women, <laughs> women be shopping, you see. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, no, yeah, Pru- Pruitt. Pruitt got a sweetheart deal on this apartment in D.C. Oh, yeah. I forgot the name of the neighborhood, but it's like a really nice, it's like, it's a neighborhood in D.C. where if you work on Capitol Hill, you, you, it's advantageous to live there. Transportation and all these different reasons, it's just really nice. And he got his $50 a night, like, sweetheart deal that he's only paying when he sleeps there. Basically, he got an Airbnb. Yeah, yeah. He has the world's greatest Airbnb deal, and he's not even paying the fucking bill. It came out, first he, first he was like, I had, like, he was like, oh, like, you know, uh, you know, I just, this, I got cleared by the eth- the ethics office to do this, and then it came out that he wasn't even paying it. So it's just like, like the next day, <laughs> people. It just it it doesn't. We're so numb to the grifting now. Right. Like, yeah. What What's frustrating is that people are like more irritated by like oh him staying at a condo for fifty dollars a night, which I think that's just like you should expect that level of corruption, right? That should just that's just like something that everyone do. I'm sure on both sides of the table yeah. it's happening. For him, it's more egregious where he's just like actively like a climate change denier and like dismantling. Right, his and that's the thing people are kind of like, yeah, well, what are you gonna do? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's like the the lesser scandal is that right. Scott Pruitt actively is working against his. Like, <laughs> Wait, is he the guy uh, who's responsible for taking uh, like the EPA link off the White House website? Uh, no, it was like, all mentions of climate change. Well, the White House. Yeah, yeah. He he he. Scott Pruitt started his like uh, his his political career off in the Oklahoma in State Oklahoma, Senate. Oklahoma State Senate, and he was very responsible. So Oklahoma was like decimated. Like it's one of the poorest country, one of the poorest uh, yes, states in the in the nation, and it was decimated by like they have a bunch of they had a bunch of oil drilling there, and they gave out every, like I think like six hundred million dollars in uh, tax cuts to like the oil uh, industry, mm-hmm. uh, like per year. In, in Oklahoma, and uh, and lot, largely thanks to Scott Pruitt and his efforts, uh, he be, I think, and um, but they also like they also like defunded a lot of their schools and like public services stuff like that. So you have like schools in Oklahoma that have textbooks that are falling apart. Yeah, and it's yeah. literally just because we decided to give oil companies this huge tax cut to get their business here. But we also like we're not taking any tax revenue for them, so yeah. we're not helping our state. So it's it's. That's how he started his. That's how he started his political career, and uh, you know, in this weird upside down world, he is the perfect person to dismantle the EPA from the top down. Yeah. Side note: I think actually that the teachers in Oklahoma recently had a labor labor strike, labor walkout. Oh, wow. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. And it's probably you know not too far removed because you know from those tax tax cuts and how they would impact the public school system. And it- it really makes you uh, thankful that you grew up in like a state like New York, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, the we we have our fair share of corruption in New York, uh, New York State, but yeah. I, we put a we put a makeup on it. Those textbooks <laughs> were always new, though. The textbooks were always new. They were. <laughs> I, so I would love just to like go like ten years from now, whatever, like read like a high school history textbook and like see how this is all being described. 
That's like assuming that there will still that's, be like schools. And what, like, <laughs> like, uh, like a textbook that's like released in 2018 or like a textbook from like... No, I... In the 2030 the, about uh, this Yeah, era. dude, a textbook like released now is just going to be like on an iPad. Like, I think, so like I remember one of the first times I saw a mention of uh, 9-11 in a textbook, which we obviously like remember yeah. happening, but yeah. one of the first, the few things in a textbook I lived through, I remember everybody like, even in that time, this must have been... Um, must have been in high school at that time, and so 9-11 was, mm, so it was 12, 10, 10, 12 yeah. years removed, and it was finally made its way like into textbooks, and yeah. it still was like very, the truth about it wasn't spoken, like you did, we didn't, right. it, the truth about it, well, it was well hidden, it was like, oh yeah, like you know, very, we were, we like were attacked and we did what we had to do, yeah. It was like a very summarized, so like, I wouldn't be surprised if 10 yeah. years from now, when we're talking about this Trump presidency, it, it's, it's, there's a pretty face put on it. Because it's that's what textbooks like tend to do, but it yeah. depends on it, it depends on how like the public opinion and like yeah. on Trump is like if if the economy suffers like I think it like we think it could mm-hmm. and it continues to go down the road we are where it's just like you're seeing these ridiculous scandals then it'll be really easy to play back and be like wow that guy was the worst yeah. president ever. It's like what's gonna make the cut right after, yeah, 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 after yeah, all yeah. the dust out. One thing that's definitely gonna make the cut is gonna be like the whole Facebook involvement and. Uh, the Russia collusion, uh, which to which to me is 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 an interesting point. Like in in one of the most interesting like parts of this whole uh, of like this this whole like age of politics is that we're now seeing how how instrumental like social media is in in, in the way people consume news yeah. Yeah. and like on a, on a day to day basis. And now like there's like you can like this been circulating on Facebook like where you can check on Facebook what Facebook has marked you as yeah. as right. liberal or conservative or very liberal, very conservative. And based on that, they if you live with roommates. <laughs> based on that, they send you different ads and like. Yeah. Well, so, you have to think of like the amount of like just like user data data that is being like connected on or mm-hmm. uh, like. Just like stored off of like every like interaction you're making on online, yeah. even like on Facebook. Like even like, when it's not on Facebook, uh, certain sites have Facebook Facebook uh, pixel data, which but, takes your imprint from site to site. Mm-hmm. But, but I will say uh, that well, I think it's a very interesting point that about this election and like and just like the future of our democracy, definitely. And I think we'll talk more about this later. But uh, I do feel like a lot of establishment Democrats keep using the hacking of Facebook and yeah. of election as an excuse for yeah. a very poor campaign. Yeah, that's and something we... Like, so that's that's very frustrating for me yeah. is that like, because I, I definitely think it's war we need to talk about these like effects and like the effects of social media on our democracy. Right. But at the same time, we can't talk about that only to excuse Hillary Clinton. Like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which is something that we've uh, talked about at length in the past, uh, but definitely uh, the direct, the conversation about where Democrats are and where they're going has been heavily, uh, you know, consumed with like Russian collusion and you know like Facebook's involvement, whatever. Where and it's taken away from the actual progressive movement happening. Yeah. And you see like certain, uh, you know, people gaining momentum. Like certainly Bernie Sanders, his movement has you know continued on. But you don't really see other um, members of the Democratic Party stepping up in that vacuum, and you more so see kind of like the establishment Republicans, you know, for doubling down. You see Hillary yeah. still going out, uh, releasing her book, and trying to drum support that way. Um, yeah. You see kind of like the Cory Booker's and the Andrew yeah. Cuomo's of the world, kind of well, you know. I'm- 
to Cory Booker's credit, he he did pledge to not take any spe- any special interest money going in, which is which was which was a purely a move to position himself with more progressive candidates. But what a smart one! And that's the pr- if we cannot yeah. as progressives, if we cannot get our candidates to win, running our candidates and putting that message out there and threatening the establishment will cause them to move further to the left. Yeah. So like in in, in, in in lieu of actually having a really strong progressive section of like the, of, of our democracy, the best we could do is just keep trying and getting these establishment people to try to move more. Like Cory Booker used to yeah. used to accept money from the pharmaceutical industry. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah, Bernie yeah. called them out and a lot of Bernie supporters called them out and now he's not taking any special interest money. So. Right, right. Yeah. Um it's you also see kind of a division between older and younger voters. Like a lot of my like my parents, my parents' friends who are kind of like staunch like liberal New York Democrats um, are you know apprehensive to the idea of you know progressive politics and kind of like that uh, you know whereas I, f- I feel like the progressive needs to make less compromises with the establishment or the, the middle of the aisle. Uh, I think the older voters are actually they look forward to that or you know they're looking for that kind of candidate. Um, whereas I think that our demographic and the way that we need to be talking about this is we need to stop making these concessions. We need to make them meet us halfway. Yeah. Because um, it's something I think that you see, like where you watch Trump do that, and you know it's like you know there's a whole like Michelle Obama thing where she's like we don't like when they go low we go high, but ultimately like it's the Republicans who are in control and the Republicans who are gonna you know majority. Yeah, and, and I think like especially the Michelle Obama quote that's one that really stuck out in my head because I felt like that. I love Michelle Obama. She's she's a queen. Disclaimer before anybody, before the Michelle Obama stands come for me. Uh, (laughs) uh, But uh, I think that that, while that tactic is is morally, has the moral high ground, right now we're dealing with a Republican Party that needs to have their throat stepped on. Yeah. We cannot continue to concede because they've shown time and time again that no matter how much we concede, they'll never budge. There's nothing for the people, it's more for the self and their perspective. And I think the entire nature of going low has changed, right? I think what our parents would consider like going low, like people who were raised on social media, raised on the internet, to us it's like completely different, right? Like when we see like uh, Joe Biden and Trump like fighting over Twitter, we don't, we're all like, oh my God, like how could they ever do this? We're kind of like, oh, like let's fucking go. Like <laughs> the president, yeah. the president raw dog the stripper. We're, it's a whole new world. We're living yeah, it's, exactly. <laughs> nothing yeah. is. Dude, Nothing is the same. And it's crazy. And like, you know, Clinton had... If you heard that ad. Barack Obama had raw dog Cherokee D ass, it would be all over uh, Fox geez. News. <laughs> it would be all over Fox uh, News. Gee. Yeah, that would have done it. Yeah. <laughs> it would be done. It would be, it would be, I mean, and then Clinton actually happened. Like, like yeah. you remember... Well, that actually happened So like, it's a So it's a whole new world where... It's a reality TV show. Oh, it's, it's it the best one. It's a reality yeah. TV show. This is the best season of Veep ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's two people who love their Veep. People watch Veep and then people watch Silicon Valley. Yeah, I'm a Silicon Valley person. The Animal Assad is trending on Twitter. <laughs> Animal Assad, yo. I love it. I love it. I say Trump is really good. He's really good at, he's really good at, 
at branding. Like it's the only thing he's re- ever really done he's in just his so, life. Like, he's such like an outlandish person. So, like, yeah. He's so out there that it's just like <laughs> no one can just say no to this man. Like, <laughs> someone yeah. that used tre- the tremendous that much. The amount he used the words like I feel like that like tells a lot about like the words like tremendous and huge yeah. and like everything can't be tremendous and amazing. Right. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I like this one. Animal Assad versus uh, America's allies. <laughs> like what animal the- so it's a picture of Assad with his uh, family blowing out the candles on a cake, and on the other side, I think, are like Saudi princes. <laughs> princes. <laughs> Whoever you are, Will Westcott, that is a take and a half. <laughs> uh, America first. So there we go. That should just be the the thumbnail for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Animal yeah. Assad, dude. We're trying to stay off the watch list. <laughs> I honestly think that every every podcaster ha- is on like some watch list somewhere. Like, <laughs> so Trump came out against Assad and against Putin. I, he has no consistency. He has, right, yeah. really has, he has very little like. He's the only thing he's con- trending topic. Yeah, the only thing he's consistent in is pushing Trump. Like that's the one thing he yeah. always remembers to do is is push him and put and put himself in the best light. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's cl- it's just what is Fox News talking about and how do I feel right now. Because I feel like maybe in a week or two, he may have a different view on this situation. Yeah. Yeah. But like right now, under pressure, his gut reaction, hearing, he probably had Melania crying because kids died. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, yeah, I feel really bad yeah. about this. Melania is like drinking a mimosa, just yeah. reading a fucking like rock, she, like she can't novel. Wait. She can't yeah. wait till he gets impeached or is out of office so she can divorce him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of go back to the point of like Michelle Obama, like Melania Trump, like. Melania Trump is just literally just like sit in shadow, like you know what I like. Like, how, like, there's like, like there's like a first lady and she has like her own policies that she's trying mm-hmm. to push and she has like her own agenda. It's like Melania Trump is just like ghosts, just like living. Well, she made, she it, made it, it, it it's hard because her agenda, Michelle Obama's agenda was uh, or her message was uh, you know health and like and, and food and exercise yeah. and stuff yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah, like urban area. Yeah, Melania is a, is a is cyberbully. Yeah, cyberbullying. Yeah. Her husband is a cyberbully. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's a really tough job. <laughs> Which is what yeah. Trump does to everybody around him. Yeah. He gives you a job and then makes it very hard for you to do that job by the things he says. So <laughs> like, fucking irony, man. So, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I wonder what Baron thinks of all this. <laughs> Baron's probably know, the videos the only... I've seen of Baron, I don't really know if he's thinking of much, man. The 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 uh the old Baron, I don't he's like he's he's so young that I feel like he's like hands off. Like you know what I mean? He's so young, the media the media leaves him alone and stuff like that. I mean my I, favorite I Trump chick like, like eleven, twelve. Yeah, 12. My, my favorite I, mean, I was like I knew what was going on when I was like eleven. My 12. favorite Trump kid though is Tiffany because uh Tiffany Trump hates all those motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Tiffany hates all her siblings. Yeah, she, she hates she, Donald. She, she hates Melania. People, people. That's not, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Don't, 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 don't mention me in, in the same breath with these people. They're trying yeah. to write like the the uh, you know the main three: uh, Eric, uh, Eric Don Jr. and uh, who's the one that just got divorced? Is that Eric? Eric, That's, yeah, which is which is ridiculous. I, I yeah, he's so weird. Uh, <laughs> Dude, there was like Eric Trump. Had no, no, a, Don, no, it's Don Jr. Don Jr. Yeah, yeah. He had a tweet where he like thanked his, Donald, his dad, or whatever, for retweeting him, which is like the like, saddest yeah. shit. <laughs> it's the retweet dad. Right. Like Eric, the, the Eric, uh, Eric, Don Jr. and Ivanka or Ivana. That's such a fucked up thing. <laughs> like, like you have to 
thank your dad for a retweet it's, on Twitter. Yeah. They're like his main followers. Like it's really I, weird. They're so yeah, indoctrinated. So like, but Tiffany's the only one that sees it for what it is. She's the only yeah. one that's just like, this guy's trash. The other, I, I genuinely think Don Jr. looks up to his dad as the smartest and strongest man he's ever met in his life. Yeah. He wasn't like, there I, for him, and he's got daddy. He's got dad, which is what Trump had. <laughs> he was like, now that my dad's in the White Office, I'll fi- White House, I'll finally be able to have quality time. Listen, hurt, <laughs> hurt people, hurt people. Uh, <laughs> I think that's what this is. Don, Donald Trump has been chasing his dad's ghost his whole life, and now Don Jr. is doing the same thing, and it's impossible because they're all ridiculous. <laughs> I like that. Hurt people, hurt people. But with regards to, like, the press correspondence, do you think that, like, the kids are going to be on the table to be, like, targets? Like, do you think there's going to be any mention of, like, Eric's divorce or anything? Wait, in regards to what? The, the White House correspondence Dinner. Oh. I, I wouldn't say that it's, like, not, like, an untouched area. No, yeah, like I said, except for Barron, I think everybody's yeah. up for grabs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, so, Michelle, like, Michelle Wolf, a little background, she is a... She's a really funny comedian. She has a, a, a HBO special that's really good. And she was on The Daily Show. And The Daily Show actually shits on the Trump kids a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. they talk about how, how uh, Don and Eric, how Eric is really ugly, which I don't really like to attack looks. But Eric Trump is really ugly. Yeah, they both look <laughs> really. They have, like, Yo, crazy. It's about to be, like, a Comedy Central roast. Yeah, no, yeah, it, like, it's... Which is, it's gonna be, it's gonna be really interesting, especially in the year of Me Too, to have a woman like doing it. And Donald Trump will not be attending, but uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders will be going in his place. And uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is also very easy to make fun of her. Wait, like, yeah, and wait, I feel like she wait, doesn't wait. handle things well. So that's Trump's not going to the Trump, Trump's not going because he's because he's the smallest person on earth, and he can't really handle yeah. people making such- fun of him. That's why, yo, like, as president, like, no matter, like, what type of, like, like, uh, hate you get towards you, it's like, you still gotta be, like, president. Like, you gotta attend, yeah. like, be an attendant. Show face. You know? Show face. <laughs> George W. Bush. Pull up. Yeah. George W. Bush had Stephen Colbert do, do it one year. I don't think George Bush was smart enough to realize that Stephen Colbert was not a conservative comedian. Yeah. Uh, and Stephen Colbert roasted him viciously. And George Bush it took it like a man. He sat there, yeah. he clapped, and he smiled, and he and he and it was that was it. George like, Bush was, it. was like, "What towers?" Oh, <laughs> 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 That's how you get on that watch list. See, look. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's crazy how docile our like George Bush seems now than when he was president. Right? I remember <laughs> he was like totally. He was the devil when I was like twelve or whatever. Yeah, people people really hated him, and then he got old and started painting, and yeah. that was kind of cute. Yeah. Like, yeah. like now that's more so. Yeah, we look at like we're like oh like Republicans used to be like harmless. <laughs> I mean, they just they wanted to pass like you know the worst some of the like the George Bush tax cuts were yeah. were horrible, but like you know at least they at least they pretended to have some core values like back then like. And also, we just understood that George Bush was an idiot who was like, who 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 was mainly being influenced by his dad and his dad's friends. And yeah. Like that. Well, it was because George Bush never like presented himself as kind of like the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. So when he would say dumb shit, he wasn't like he was kind of like, oh, like well, it's me, right? Like, and you, and yeah. And, and you knew when he did say smart things and when he did say things that were on topic and on and on point. Right. It was Dick Cheney. Like it was yeah. Dick Cheney actually. So it's really funny. Donald Trump and Donald Trump was really similar to George Bush in that. They, they are more inclined to listen to the last person they talk to. So if, yeah, Donald, yeah. if Donald Trump and George Bush has a speech, 
to give or has a topic to like talk on, the last person they talk to is probably the most influential person on that speech or that topic. Yeah, one hundred percent. Dick Cheney. Yeah. Dick Cheney really understood that that about George Bush and made sure that. When they had a meeting on a topic, he was the last person that that George Bush talked to yeah. before George Bush was allowed to make any decisions or anything like that. Or like no Rome, one, or no like... one really under gets that. No one really gets that for Trump, or they get it, but no one is able to to uh, because the the last voice Trump always hears <coughs> is Fox News. So <laughs> it's hard to be the last person in the room when the TV is always in the room. Yeah, yeah. And right. it's it's it, so it's it's a weird it, it's it's tough to rein him in, which is why like I don't envy John Kelly's job whatsoever yeah. as chief of staff because. It's Donald Trump is so unpredictable and volatile. Whereas like George Bush had some type of, you were you weren't surprised at things he was, yeah. he was trying to do. But there was no Twitter. There was when, no Twitter. Yeah. So imagine if George Bush was on Twitter, he would have like got on a meeting with like Dick Cheney, and they were like, "Oh, someone just called me." Yeah, we saw the mention. I'm in. Yeah, I feel like that's what happens to Trump. What's crazy is like also talking so much Twitter. Like, do you think that Trump's actually like up at three a.m. tweeting? Yes. Like, or, I abs a hundred percent believe that's that. That's crazy, dude. I'm not even up at three. Because you uh, you have to think of it in like two ways, where it's either like Trump telling someone like to send this message on their Twitter, or it's like Trump with direct Twitter access. You know? I just can't because imagine. It's like, who else can speak in that type of dialogue to where it's you know what I mean? Like, when, whenever you, you'll see, you'll, <laughs> yeah, you'll, you can tell when it's a, a genuine Trump tweet and when it's not because like Trump tweets and like that. He tweets in the exact way he talks. Right. Actually, it's That's really such a dark job. <laughs> it is someone else tweeting for him in that like dialogue. Yeah. When when it's like a prepared tweet, then it's like really well written mm -hmm. and it's not like so like it's not so much hyperbole in it. And when it's a Trump tweet. It's just like everything's gorgeous and amazing, or the worst it's ever. The difference and between like, <laughs> typing the Dems or the Democrats. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. The Dems. yeah. it's just like some uh, college age, like uh, so, like pale person who gets paid like thirty k a year just to send a tweet like <laughs> a few my, times a week. My favorite tweet from this uh, from this week was the one he did about the Rasputin poll. And he was talking about how he called him cheating Obama. <laughs> he was just like, I don't even know that. He was just like, yeah, uh, uh, Rasputin poll has me at, uh, I'm paraphrasing here. He's like, Rasputin poll has me at uh, 50, at, um, at like 51% higher than cheating Obama was at this at this time in his presidency. <laughs> and I was just like, one, cheating Obama? Like, what was... You actually cheated on your wives. Like, what? In what way was Obama cheating? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. what, like, like, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand how he got that one. Like, some of his, some of his like monikers have made sense. Like, yeah, low yeah. energy Jeb, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Lion yeah. Ted. <laughs> like, yeah, some of them made Ted, sense. Yeah. But like, cheating Obama. Like, I feel like that he just pulled that out of thin air. Yeah, he said, "Thank you to Rasmussen for the honest polling. Just hit fifty percent, which is higher than cheating Obama at the same time in his administration." He also capitalizes administration in like the last word of the sentence. I don't think that. Well, all caps. Yeah, he, yeah. No, no, just the first letter. So oh. Abba administration, which yeah. is the last word in the sentence. I'm not sure it's the way it works. Speaking of Jeb Bush, though, I mean, I know I was like a little like fearful when I was like, oh shit, like Jeb Bush is running yep. for presidency. Well, he was the that, Yeah, at that time, he was the front runner, and it seemed yeah. dangerous. Like that and seemed that dangerous. Was like, what Trump is doing now is kind of like the expectancy almost of like what Jeb Bush would have done in a way of like just like all this like 
international conflict, you know? Well, the international conflict would have been there either way, right? But, right. but Jed would have definitely pushed for, like, really, like, conservative, like, things, like, but Jeb would have probably been, we wouldn't have had as many controversies, it would have been a lot more quieter and just done yeah, more tactfully. It would have been, like, a lot of, like, backdoor. Yeah, yeah, like it would have been a lot more tactfully yeah. and, like, under the, like, rug, and, and, and he would have been, the, would just, have like, been just so like George. Wild. Yeah, he would just have been like, wild about it. Yeah, just like George, just like, you, you know what time it is, you know who's running the show, yeah. you yeah. know what special interest groups have, like, access. It would have been, like, we got experience doing this. But, like, Jed Bush, <laughs> Dredge Bush, Jed Bush wouldn't have a dog strip. Like, that yeah. would have happened, like, Jed, Jed does not have that in him. <laughs> like he just does not have that in him. Like he may have gotten handy in a hotel room at yeah. some point, but like Jeb Bush yeah. just does not have that in him. Yeah, no, he. They're all particularly, you know, uh, disgusting. I mean, but Jeb Bush was like an incompetent governor whose like <laughs> education policies like set back Florida like decades. It's like one of the most like tax. They it's a huge state with lots of tax revenue and fucking, you know, completely completely fucked up by his time as governor. Uh, and then Trump, like, was at, I mean, there's no sense in really discussing this too much more, but, like, at that time, like, Trump was just this afterthought, and it was, like, the establishments like Jeb Bush and uh, Ted Cruz and uh, Marco Rubio, Rubio yeah. um, like, Rick Perry, uh, like, Rand Paul, like, they were, uh, Chris Christie, like, all these people who seemed like they were just, like, logical shoe-ins. For the party, and then just like Trump summed them up. Seemed a lot more dangerous. Yeah, it seemed a lot more yeah. dangerous. That was that was crazy, and it, since then it's just been this like snowball, but the snowball's like toxic, toxic snow. It's like, <laughs> it's like yellow snow. Yeah, it's 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 orange it's snow. It's snow you pee. <laughs> it's, it's just crazy. So one of the every time like I feel like we talk about this, I just go back to the same position where it's like, you know, what he says is crazy. What he says is disgusting. But like. It makes sense for him to say that because he's he can't walk back now. It makes no sense for him to do so. And also, at a certain point, it's like you kind of just have to sit back and just think it's. Yeah, he's yeah. all in. He's yeah. he's all in on it. Yeah. He has no choice but to double and triple down. He he is him in the him in like the Republican Party. They're they're latching on to this ever small, ever ever shrinking um, uh, demographic. They've isolated instead they've isolated himself from immigrants and from people of color and like women. And they're really latching on to that demographic, and he has no choice but to play it and hope that it wins. I like, hope that they can get enough done in their time now, in their time now for their donors, so that when they are out of office, which they will be soon, they're we'll not going to be able to reap the benefits. Yeah, yeah. they'll be able to at least reap. Yeah. Everybody make their money. Yeah, and that because that's what this is really about. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why does anyone else join the public? Uh, yeah, public service, man. I mean, that's why when you look at um, who who was the other guy before Mueller, um, the head of the uh, FBI, Comey. Comey. yeah, Comey, yeah. I mean, don't cry for him. He's gonna make a shit ton of money. <laughs> and, uh, isn't there some special? <laughs> speaking of uh, James Comey, isn't there some special coming out with him? Like, uh, yeah, like his like confession, he's like, like everything that was like going on. Yeah, he has a he has a he has a book coming out. If I did, there's gonna be a lot. Of, <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of yeah. books coming out. There's gonna be a yeah. lot of. I can't wait to see the movie on this. Like, like there's gonna be at least one or two yeah. like movies produced oh, yeah. out this time. It's they're not even gonna wait till like Trump's like out of office. But <laughs> like, yeah, two years we're gonna see DiCaprio play Trump <laughs> in a, no, in a Scorsese like directed a film. Actor for Trump. <laughs> Dude, being a Trump impersonator is like a, a good grift in itself, man. It's like <laughs> you could make a solid living just doing Trump impersonations, and it's like not kind of like I feel like with with Obama, like 
not everyone can get away with doing like an Obama impersonation where it's just like Trump has just created this like sub economy. <laughs> um, like, like, a little fucked up is like more people of like the US population would be more inclined to give money to like a panhandler impersonating Trump than to actually give money to Trump. Yeah, yeah Trump. <laughs> yeah, I mean, someone's got to eat, man. <laughs> Everyone's got to eat. Uh, cool, man. So. That, that's pretty much a good rundown of, of the political topics of, of the week. I think at this point it's good to transition over to uh, what's been ha- uh, some of the releases from this week. I think one of the things Block that, is hot. What we were talking about before was this uh, the new Drake song, uh, Nice for What, man. Um, and I think you were saying something just like, man, Drake, just uh, too strategic, right? Drake... Drake is is probably one of the smartest businessmen in rap since yeah, like Jay Z. Released the song in April, man. <laughs> get the spring since like the summer. I don't know if anybody is as smart in in biz, the business of rap as like Drake is besides like Jay Z and like Diddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because P Diddy yeah. can't rap and is still the richest rapper in the game. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's well, talent. that's the um, <laughs> what's his what's his label? That's the Ciroc money. The Ciroc it's like, money. Yeah, 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 yeah. He doesn't make any money from rap, man. Bad Boy is not making that much money <laughs> no, whatsoever. But Diddy will still be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No, I definitely, <laughs> I, I definitely think Bad Boy is still making money off of like. Of masters. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 Biggie, yeah. Biggie, and but that's but it. They're man. making money off of like a movie deal where like but, your song is featured. So yeah, so people, j- yeah. No, that's why I see so many uh, Biggie, Tupac, like whodunits. This is the <laughs> only way they can get. Yeah, yeah. Can't so, even want to LA one anymore, man. So 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 Drake, Drake is the king of the summertime. He yeah. Is, yeah. His his music fuels the summer for the past like I agree with that. six seven years. Like you know, it, like I would say almost a decade. Uh, but yeah. And this song was to was to set it was to set it the summer up. He's yeah, releasing yeah. an album soon, and uh, the song the sample fire straight fire. up straight fire. up heat. Murder beats does not does not let it does not let that right now. Up to this point, I've heard this track yet. Oh my Oof. god! Well, lucky you. I think we got. I think we got to hear a little bit of it. I think, I think we got to hear it just 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 the murder beats. Yo, we about to get like some copyright infringement charges. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. Uh, no, what was it last year? Right, because didn't like the playlist come out last year? The, 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 was the, it like the future Drake? No, 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 that was the year before. Last year, I think it was. I think it was more life. Was the one, and what was the? What yeah, was it was more life. What was the big single from More Life? Though? Biggest single from More Life. Let's see the biggest single from More Life. I mean, there was there was like Portland. Portland, yeah, with 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 uh, I would say with with uh, Migos when I'm yeah. Uh, well, last summer was the only summer Drake didn't really dominate because of the Migos. The Migos have has oh, been fake, giving that fake love that wasn't that fake. Yeah, Migos has actually actually gave him a run for his money last summer because "Bad and Bougie" was the song of the summer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. "Bad definitely, and Bougie" definitely. was the song of the summer, but the year before that was "Hotline Bling." Yeah, it was like, crazy. Yeah, or yeah, like yeah. "Hotline." Yeah, the, the, right, yeah no. this is yeah. this is it. So. Just like you could listen to the sample forever, man. Yeah. It's just, Yo, the man makes catchy tracks. So, so Drake. Uh, that's for those who don't know. That's a Lauren Hill, Lauren Hill sample. And Drake always, every album he samples one or two '90s R&B classics. Mm-hmm. He on nothing was on a 
on Nothing Was The Same. No, no, not Nothing Was The Same. On uh, Take Care, he sampled really famous. Like, I'm a huge R&B head, so mm-hmm. I always, like, look out for this on the Drake album. You know, Nothing Was The Same, right. he sampled uh, this, uh, uh, this R&B song called um, Calling On You by, by this really, like, John B, who was, like, this little-known of R&B singer, mm-hmm. but it was, like, his only hit. He sampled that. He sampled J-Lo on his last album. Yeah, that that's what I was going to say, yeah. He did uh, on on the the Thank Me, uh, if you're reading This Is Too Late, he sampled Genuine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, he, he does. This is what he does. He understands the art yeah. of sampling really well. He understands how well nostalgia works that now that era of, like, listening to our 90s R&B are, like, our age and a little older. So he, underst- he understands that these songs are hits. Right. And without him having to try hard, he'll have a banger. Yeah. He's also one to like really understand a like quality over quantity type of music. Like you don't have to release an album so often with like fifteen tracks. It's like yeah. you can just like drop like little pockets, like mm-hmm. season, and like know how to understand like how like people are gonna move to this music to like correspond for, like the drops. You know, for instance, Drake's really smart in that. Like, so for instance, uh, the last album, the last mixtape he dropped. Um, it was it, it. He called it a mixtape and not an album because he he probably knew that that was his weakest yeah his yeah. weakest drop. It wasn't bad. There was a couple a couple bangers yeah. on it, but by calling it a playlist, he was able to like excuse how how and it was as it good. For free. And yeah. then also it made sense because when you listen to the song, especially on Apple Music, and that's why it's so smart. He released it on Apple Music first. Uh, the song, the ending of each song and the beginning of the next song all link up, so it fades into one piece mm-hmm. and comes into another. So it kind of has a very playlisty, like, yeah. f- like fun to listen right. to and con- consecutively feel to mm-hmm. it. So like that was like he, he just which understands. Which is how an album should be. Yeah, which is how an album, which is how an album like can be at times. From like start to finish. Yeah, you know? but like so like but Drake really just did that with his last work with with the beats, and it really wasn't as like thematic as his uh, some of his other albums yeah. have been. But I'm excited for this album because he, he when he does like call an album and put all his effort into it, mm-hmm. he produces some bangers and like this one. Like I said, we talked about the beat. You heard the beat. It was, yeah. it was dope. The video was like was awesome as well. Yeah, the video was like a little... Um, yeah, because it came out right after the song, right? So it was less of like a build-up like it was with Fake Love where you know a lot of people knew he was coming out with something. He was like making a lot of movement in South Florida. Uh, where the video for this one was kind of just like... Is less... Uh, like memeable, right? It's a lot of it's all um, like female celebrities, activists, um, you know, dancing, yeah, you because know, the song is ultimately about kind of like just mm-hmm. letting like women with it, live their lives, right? Um, which is kind of interesting take as well. Attach himself to like the political stuff, <laughs> yeah, smart Drake, he, yeah. He knows who his audience is, and Drake is also one of the he's really good at rapping about women and rapping. Two women. That's, yeah, that's exactly. his strengths. He he, exactly. he makes he makes raps that he makes raps that like if that like that women can listen to and just like the, the lines the lines that he drops like about like the women in his life and the love and like the loves like like the people mm-hmm. that he crossed are very like relatable to men and women. Like he's right. really but like specifically like like I feel like a lot of women are able to listen to his raps and feel like a connection to it over mm-hmm. like. Like when I feel like when a woman listens to Migos, it's just like this is fun. Yeah, right. Like, Takashi right. Six. Nine. Tonight, <laughs> you know, this, is, this is fun. But Drake is really good at, at dropping lines that women are like, oh man, like on this. I haven't listened to the newest song that much, but like the the main, the main like uh, hook of it 
it's just like every chick in the in the world is gonna be repeating that for the next right, right. For the next two months. Well, I'm, I'm always excited when there's a song I know I'm gonna hear a million times this summer, and I'm like, oh, I actually like this song. <laughs> like I'm I'm ready for like being at like bars throughout the summer, and everyone's like dancing to like shit, and then all of a sudden this is gonna come on and be like, finally something I can like actually like not be, you know, actively hating. It's <laughs> come on. So, well, also, Drake uh, featured on the song is uh, Big, Big Frida. Yeah. <laughs> Big Frida, who is a uh, New Orleans she, bounce artist, and she's a very interesting person. If you she was on um, the Action Bronson show, wasn't she? The yes. title show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Big yeah, Frida, yeah. New Orleans bounce. Very, yeah. very interesting human. I think that was a very good choice by uh, by Drake. And the choice of the people he had in the video was very, very good. He yeah, had, it's like a who's who. Yeah, he had, and, and then, like, some of them were, like, more cool for, like, you know, under the radar, like, Misty Copeland. Like, she was there, like, for a couple of shots. Misty Copeland was the uh, first African-American woman um, to be named the head of one of, like, the like the, the American Ballet Theater. She was the first okay. African-American woman to be the main ballerina mm. of all of their, like, productions. She's an amazing, like, ballet. She's, like, a virtuoso. Like, yeah. she's a, she the didn't babe. start, she didn't start dancing until she was, like, 14 years old, which is like old if you're like in the ballet, right, like, right, right. you know, the ballet world. And he featured her like that's someone that like a lot of people may not know of, but like her accomplishments are right. like and it's history like, making. When you get like a Drake co-sign as well, it just like <laughs> it enhances your career so much. No, yeah, yeah. you're so you're so right. Yeah. <laughs> like that did a lot. Of, that did a lot for Misty Copeland, yeah, but like yeah, it, it's gonna bring her more into the public eye because yeah. a lot of people didn't know about her. Also, she's beautiful. So like yeah. he was, he also made sure that everybody he had in that video was beautiful. <laughs> like, yeah, um, yeah. Like Rashida Jones is in it. Uh, Tiffany Haddish is in it. Um, one of the girls from Pink. Uh, oh my God, Black Panthers. <laughs> Almost said Pink uh, Panther. Latita. Uh, yeah. Speaking Latita of Black Jones. Panther, I just saw Black Panther's like the third grossing movie of like all time. All time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like third or fourth all time. Yeah. I think it passed the Titanic. Yeah, it passed <laughs> the Titanic. What well, What was it before it? Uh, Latita Wright was the yeah, yeah. Avatars before it, and um, well, like Batman. No. There's one other movie in front of it. I can't think of what it is, but it's it's number three. It's up there. Yeah, Drake, Drake, I don't know. Drake, Drake understands exactly what's like. He understands exactly what's popping at the moment. And right. Yeah. To harness it because like yeah, the Latina right Black Panther is yeah. one of one of the biggest movies on earth right now, yeah. and it's and having her in it, and she was kind of the focal point at the end. Yeah. So that was like like that was really cool and like. People really like like her. Issa right. Rae's doing her thing, so that was a cool. Yeah. Movie. Also, snuck Olivia Wilde in there. And, yeah, uh, snuck her, and she's the first. Well, first she's the first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's also he's really good at understanding like how to make because he knows like it's going to be all over the internet, all over Instagram, all over Twitter. He does a really good job at like positioning his music that way, and he has a lot of like you're going to see a million like hashtag like nice for what, yeah, yeah. like and they're going to see like a lot of like. Because the way you saw, like, hashtag, never, imagine if I never met the broskies, like, you're yeah. going to see that come up until, like, the, until, like, January, you know, um, you know, 2019, just people just, like, hashtagging the shit out of the yeah. song. Uh, and it's going to be the same way for the whole album. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm very excited for the album. Uh, speaking of albums that dropped, uh, Cardi B's. Highly anticipated album. Yeah, highly. Wait, least. what's the name of it? Uh, it's uh, let me look. I think about it again. It's it's something very gangster. <laughs> gangster bitch volume four. 
<laughs> oh shit! Yeah, that's. Is that it? No, no. <laughs> See, that's, they were mixtapes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, dude, I was listening to an interview with her the other day, and she's fucking like she, she's. I, I like her a lot. She's really charismatic. She's she's smart too. Like, uh, and she's she has this like persona. I feel like where she's just she's just, like her true self. Oh, yeah. And then I think a lot of people are like they rush to like, I think it maybe around around about invasion of privacy. Um, but yeah, but people are like oh like she's so stupid she, like she's obnoxious I can't stand her and it's like no she's just like being like she's not conforming. She's to, like true to herself and not letting like the environment that she's like emerging into like affect like her persona. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what her fans appreciate. Yeah. that's like what her fans are here for to see her. I've been following Cardi B on Instagram since she was uh, stripping in, uh, in in Queens and in the city. Still, <laughs> still speaking that reckless talk. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, just she was always wild like that. She she's been the same person. She like she's the same person she is like back then. Uh, but like, I'm, I'm happy. A lot of people were like are hating on her. Like I was like, talking about this earlier, just uh, how people are like, oh, car, like a lot of people were like, oh, well, Cardi Cardi B's here. Nicki Minaj is done. Cardi B's here, Remy Ma's done. It's just like, yeah. why can there only be one female yeah, rapper yeah, in the game? Yeah, yeah. That's what and, I'm uh, like, so we had little uh, Lil Xan. Yeah, yeah. Lil, Lil Xan, who who famously a couple weeks ago said Tupac was whack and boring, uh, dropped his album, which is projected to sell thirty thousand units this week. That's disgusting. Which is which is more than more than he should sell, but not a lot. Yeah. Uh, and yo, look at this man's album cover. Yeah, his album cover is just like him zand <laughs> out his like really stupid I don't think tattoos. He does zans anymore? Man. Uh, yeah, he, he doesn't do zans. Yeah, he actually stopped doing zans once Little Peep died. Dude, his teeth are fucked up, man. But uh, he stopped doing zans since Little. <laughs> is that a grill? Yeah, he, he has like a weird grill. Yeah. He stopped doing Zans since Little Peep died, like, but like now he's just like, what are, you, year old what are you about? You don't do yeah. Zans anymore, but your album name is Zanarchy? You know what I love <laughs> about, uh, like, these, I don't, I don't even want to call them mumble rappers, but they all have face, tat- they have face tattoos, but tattoos nowhere else. <laughs> like, they start with the, the face. face and the neck. Well, the top down makes yeah. sense when you think about it that way. If you want to start from the top down, you know. <laughs> it's, it's the fucking weirdest shit, man. Like... Uh, but yeah, but like the, the little Zan's, his album's trash. Like even even the internet is calling it trash, and the internet is his base. Yeah, well, I so. think after like you like shut out like Tupac or like Biggie or like any of like the legendary rappers as like an up and coming rapper, it kind of just like deteriorates your career just yeah. like right off the rip. Yeah, but it's commonplace now because like Kodak Black did it. Um, like I think uh, Lil Yachty. Yeah, yeah, Lil Yachty did it. Um, Pretty much everyone has to say, like, uh, Post Malone did it. Uh, I guess have to say, like, you're one of the legends is whack, or you're not a true new SoundCloud right. rapper. Um, Which yeah. I understand, like, both sides of the train well, tracks in that argument. Well, yeah, but, like, Lil Xan, yeah, like, like I was saying, my, my point was that Lil Xan is not a great rapper, but there's space for him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we, yeah. we make space. There's a market. Yeah. We, we make space for these, for, for all these trash male rappers. Mm-hmm. But if Cardi B's album successful, then that means that. Nicki Minaj is no longer yeah. Uh, yeah. a part of the conversation. It's just like, why can't they both have a career and well, both be good? I also feel like historically, though, like mainstream media, like literally just like 
brands one like female musician and it's just like that's the female musician for yeah. like this amount of like time. They, they, yeah they yeah. always it's have always to always just like one there's no it's always always it's has like to be a Christina. 99 to like one ratio between like male yeah. and female they, they always have to like like push them against each other it always has to be Christina Aguilera versus Britney right. Spears like you know what I mean they can't yeah. they can't just both exist it has to be right. who's more dominant but like we can make space right. in like areas for like all these random like trash Mm-hmm. Like a uh, rap mumble, not nah, like I said, I hesitate to call them mumble rappers, but yeah, because it's it changes, right? Because like I was, a little bit of uh, Little Zan's album made its way onto like my recommended playlist by Apple Music, and it's like he's not really rapping like on it. He's just kind of saying just like words. Yeah, like it's it's weird, beat. and like it's like a Diplo beat, so like yeah, it's gonna get some play. Shame on Diplo. He makes, I feel like he makes like a song anticipated for like a festival. Like he'll be like a festival artist more than like. Yeah, he's gonna be on like the bottom half of like the, the Coachella festival. line, right? Like he's gonna be playing in front I don't of like. Even think I think. Yeah, he'll probably. Make I think it. all these dudes are playing catch up to Lil Uzi Vert. I think yeah. Lil Uzi Vert is the one. He's very authentic mm. in who he is. The one true mumble rapper. Yeah, like, it's weird, but like, and he like really like Marilyn Manson is like a big influence on him, and like yeah. so is Evanescence. Like he loves Evanescence. Paramore too. <laughs> Paramore, yeah. yeah. So he and, and like it comes out of his music. His music is very rock slash punk, and the way he like carries himself, the way he dresses, his fashion yeah. is insane. Mm-hmm. Like and stuff like that. So like he's he. Every, I think everybody else is like playing catch up. And like trying to latch on to like what him and to a certain extent like Lil Yachty like they're like kind of the front runners in that like young right. mumble rap yeah, everybody yeah, else yeah, is trying to catch up Migos, yeah. yeah like you know, the Migos co-signed yeah. Lil Yachty even yeah. though uh, Charlotte they're from like not. Atlanta they got that yeah. like Atlanta connection I really like Lil Uzi Vert like I, yeah. and I kind of like was like as guys ridiculous whatever I'm not like it seems like Lil Uzi Vert I was kind of just like old pet like old rap head about it I was like yeah I'm not gonna vibe with this guy. And then like a bunch of like his tracks like made it made its way to like you know my playlist. And I was like, yo, like this is like he's fun, dude. Like, yeah. And which is different than I feel like a lot of, or not like a lot of but, like when I when I check out like little peep tracks, I'm just like, yo, like this is this is just like talking about like dark. Yeah, I feel like I wouldn't compare a little peep to like mumble rap, but like his music was like a dark alternative kind of like rock almost yeah. or like pop yeah, for like. But it was his own. That space definitely is there for the taking because yeah, yeah. it's just like the same way that there was that space. Like when we were in high school for like My Chemical Romance or like uh, any of these other, uh, it wasn't goth, right? But it, what's the fucking name? Screamo? Emo. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's just that, just like a more evolved. It's just like, emo, like yeah. we're, we forgot about emo and then 10 years later, oh, like this is what it is now, right? Like, what happens when you leave the kids alone at home? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave them home alone with uh, with SoundCloud. Yeah, and Fruity Loops. <laughs> That's the real the real reason SoundCloud had to start charging this. Is they're just like there's too many fucking thirteen year olds on here. We gotta Making get their parents music. money. <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting. And then the other thing that came out was uh, actually like something for the old heads, where it was like MF Doom and Zarface. And I don't know who Zarface is, uh, but I'll say anything with Doom on it. Yeah. Zarface sounds like Killer Mike. 
like, <laughs> I could have sworn like half the tracks oh, he was oh, on it. Are we sure it's just not Killer Mike in disguise? Yeah. <laughs> like, Yo, Killer no, Mike. Be with a like MF Doom track, you can never know like the alternate, 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 alternate. Yeah. <laughs> well, so what's interesting is uh, what I was thinking about because a lot of like the MF Doom albums were kind of about like. Yeah, like super villains and like world takeover, and then this is kind of like the first MF Doom album of like the Trump presidency, where a lot of the stuff is like, kind of you know like he doesn't really have to make it up anymore. He can just kind of like do what we do and just like rip shit out the headline. It's like a lyric is like your mind's dense like Mike Pence or something, and it's just like <laughs> yeah, I gotta check that out. Wow, yeah, Doom. I'm so ahead of my time. I don't speak in the right tense. It, 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 I was just, like. For me, it's like refreshing to hear that, and all. But and it, it, it hasn't changed like one bit, right? It's like, yeah. but he's always like so clever, and despite like you know he him never really like evolving as like an artist the same way someone like a Kendrick Lamar, or, like a Young Thug has. Um, right. But he just rely on his just abilities, like he, yeah, he's, he's a wordsmith. Like, yeah, it's, and it's, he can get away with it. There's other rappers I that can't get away with it, and like. Hot take, maybe like a guy like Eminem, where Eminem, like, you know, is still like trying to like, you know, kill you with the words, but he's really just like saying the same thing, just like five different ways, where like MF Doom saying like 20 different things, 20 different right. ways. But I every, think like every word rhymed. Yeah. One thing that like made like MF Doom like so impactful was like the mask, you know? Like he was yeah. like, I'm gonna put my identity aside and just give you just like straight bars. Yeah. Just like let you sit on that. Yo, here's a, here's a thought. So, do you think that kind of M, uh, MF Doom's influence and the way he has like these like super untraditional like techniques and patterns? Do you think that that had that had any residual impact on what we see today with kind of like mumble rappers and other kind I of like? I wouldn't say with the mumble rappers, but I would say more with the production. I would say more with like how people like cut up songs nowadays to like different tempos and like different just like ad libs and like drops. I would say that would be more of an MF Doom effect than like lyricism, you know. I think the the mumble rap partially owes its roots to Gucci Mane. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> to Gucci Mane, just that, just the way in which like Gucci Mane sometimes made words rhyme. <laughs> and, yeah. Or sometimes just did not care about words rhyming, but yeah, just yeah. more so the subject matter or the things he said were just so ridiculous. And I feel like I see that in a little bit, uh, in like a little bit in like mumble rap. And Gucci right. Mane's also embraced all the mumble rappers. Like he yeah. loves, like I love that about Gucci. That and like everybody, all the other old heads who were just like, oh, mumble rap. Oh, this isn't like you know, like Joe Button. Like the Joe right. Buttons of the world. Gucci was like, oh no, like these kids are doing cool things. I'm gonna make music with these kids. And yeah, kids know them. I mean that's, uh, but you know that could all, that's also a very savvy move by him, right? Because yeah. instead of like. Being like, no, nah, I'm not going to acknowledge you. I'm not going to do any uh, songs with you. He's done it. And it helps him stay relevant. And it helps his music stay exciting. Um, the, the older he gets, you know, mm-hmm. it helps him grow. Um, and I, I think th- Gucci one year out of prison now. My son doing good. Yeah. He lost weight, married. No, looks great. Lost yeah. the drugs. Well, Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Gucci man doing great. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if he, like, now kind of regrets the Iceman tattoo. <laughs> Which, that in itself was a very seminal move. Like, yeah. it, he and the game are kind of the first two, like, rappers to re... And also Lil Wayne. To get, like, like face extensive tattoos. face tattoos. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and yeah, it takes a very special someone to be like, you know, what? I don't give a fuck about my face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> like even for a rapper, you got to just like, dude. Yo. So when he got the Iceman tattoo, I remember like everyone being like, oh, like that's crazy, man. Like Takashi Six Nine has a, has sixty nine tatted on his head, and no one says shit. Everyone's like, he has purple hair. Yo, <laughs> I, yo I remember having a T shirt in high school with like the Gucci Man tat on it, and it just said like Burr. Yeah, <laughs> like, I remember having that shit and thinking it was like the dopest shit ever. You Speaking know? of Takashi Six Nine, he's currently beefing on Instagram with the Catch Me Outside girl. Uh, this is what's yeah, happening yeah, right I keep now. That. I was this is it's. Go. I was like, like she's coming at him, and then he's coming at her. Clap, Jason. And then Instagram now, trolling. And then now Takashi Six Nine's like sleeping with with uh. This chick, I peeped that. It's Offset's baby. Offset's mama. baby yeah, mama. Yeah, yeah. I peeped that. He's looking with Offset's baby mama. <laughs> this chick named uh, Selena XO on Instagram. Yeah. Oh my god, she's yeah. hot. She's yeah. so she hot, but she also just seems like. She was a girl who was like, "Yo, I need Offset to pay me like ten G's a month in child no, yeah. support," and she was like, "But I'm gonna ask for twenty, so I get the ten. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and it's not like. Uh, she just, this is what she does. Like, it is not like, she just, I'm finding these rappers who are chasing clout and I'm hooking up with them to like build my online presence. And I mean, it's a market, it's a power move. It's a marketing yeah. move. You I know mean, what I mean? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking it. You know, she's verified on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, it's, get it's, that blue check. Yeah. Once you get yeah. that, yo, it's, yeah. that, that's where everybody's chasing that blue check, yo. It's, in, it's insane. So and much. there's like smokes like, smokes like us who go to work at <laughs> Who was it like five or six years ago? Like who was like the real like uh, like clout like thought chasing like groupie? That girl and she was like all in the news. I can't think of what her name was. Stacks, Cat Stacks. Cat Stacks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cat Stacks. No, nah, Cat Stacks is about that life. Like Cat Stacks yeah. was, was really just out here like yo, I'm, I'll give head to whatever rapper comes to. Me. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what, like you know this was before like Instagram. Yeah. The Instagram game was really a thing. She was that, like, like yo, go get the the video camera with the screen that pops <laughs> out. <laughs> was she the girl that like caught like that had like the video like Soldier Boy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was Cat Stacks. That was so funny. She's like, look at this cokehead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cats, cats. No, no shame in her game. No shame in Tiana Trump is another one. I don't know if you guys know about Tiana. No. Her name is, swear to God, she did not change this when Trump became president. Her porn name has always yeah, been Tiana Trump. Star, right? her, she's yeah. a porn star. She's a Getting she, more clicks she's, now. She started Put off. Uh, she started off in, on uh, on Snapchat, just like posting videos of her like giving head on Snapchat. And it was like it was ridiculous. And then Snapchat kicked her off after like a couple months. Oh, but she got away with it for a very long time, and she just blew up. And like it, it's was it's, it like her at work or was it her? No, nah, it was just like her her side gigs where like a lot of porn stars will just sleep with you for money on the side first, because they're professionals. Like I do this. Do you want to sleep with me for money? I'm a porn star. First, <laughs> uh, first name of her feature film: Sacrifices. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a company laptop? <laughs> random, like yeah. So like a random thing. Like, I found myself on uh, on this this uh, Instagram model who always she's pretty like in, in one in some way like kind of like empowering. Like she just doesn't really give a fuck about like people who judge like people who judge her on her like comments like oh why are you showing so much of your body oh why are you doing this mm-hmm. she's like because i'm male out here making that money and one day i got curious and i went to her website and she just like full-on is on her website like yo it costs a thousand dollars to to have intimate time with me you know like fifteen hundred dollars oh, per hour to have intimate time with me 
Yeah. If you want to fly me out, you have to spend at least six grand. Yeah. The flight must be first class. And I was just like, yo, what is it's a brave new world. Yeah. It's a brave new world where like you can just be out here on the gram. You got you got the gram. You got Twitter. You got your personal website. And they're out here making this money, and, they get, and, and it's, it's working. It's, you know what's it's funny? Insane. Like, social, like, SaaS companies, like, software as a service, those companies will, like, hide their pricing. They don't want, like, if you try to buy Salesforce, you will not find the pricing for Salesforce. <laughs> you go into, like, this porn star's website, she's like, here you go. Like, here you go, here's it. $1,000 an hour. <laughs> Everyone else would be, if this was software, people would be like, no way, too expensive. Too expensive. People with her like, oh, like, uh, oh, that's, like, only, like, the social media cloud game is is yeah. is a brave new world and honestly I don't understand how teenagers are dealing with it imagine being a teenager oh growing my up God, yeah. like your, your social media presence is as important as your like actual like how popular you are in yeah. school like it's I it's think that's why I like Snapchat I think that's why Snapchat has had issues since they've gone public because they don't really understand how like 16 year olds use Snapchat and because you could hire like the brightest people in the world, but they're they're never gonna be There's as no this perception like perception of like someone who's living in that age. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You could do all the user research you want. You cannot predict how like thirteen year olds are gonna react. <laughs> like, <laughs> or, like, I think like Instagram came out when I was like a senior in high school, junior, and we were just like, holy shit! Like, what is this? I can add a filter to my picture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, that was the big thing with yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. And now it's like, how... Now you just, now you just sell ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Buy weed. You can sell ass, buy weed, buy... Like, even like, um, <laughs> them like converting into like video space, you know? Yeah. yeah. That was a big move. That was, that was like, came yeah. directly for Snapchat's throat. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, I think... What, like, really made them come for Snapchat was, like, when Instagram came out with, like, the stories. Yeah. No, it was the other way around. No, Snapchat came out with stories, and then Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, That's yeah, what yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah, Like, when they came out, like, Snapchat. Yeah. Over, yeah. I, it's, it's, like, one of the, it's, like, the same with, like, uh, like, Blue Apron and these other, like, food, kind of, like, it's, like, everyone thinks that these are, like, such, like, novel concepts, but it's, like, yeah, like, someone else can just have stories. Yeah. Like, yeah, someone else can deliver, like, a fucking, like, Amazon decided to enter that market and Blue Apron stock price. Yeah, it's. I think the Not same happened with. Bezos. Yeah, <laughs> I think the same thing happened with uh, with Snapchat, where their stock plummeted after uh, Instagram, and also like with filters, right? With like being able to, you know, put like cat ears on you or whatever, like. And Snapchat's like, fuck, what are we going to do now? All right, now you can pay people with Snapchat. So it's like... Yeah. Venmo already exists, Speaking bro. of, uh, like, stock, uh, did you buy any of Spotify? Spotify? I did not. I, had, I didn't track their IPO. How to do? I don't know. I was, I was hoping that you would know. No. Snapchat, uh, Spotify's like an Irish company, right? Yeah. yeah. I think they're, like, one of the first Irish companies to go public. Either, like, Irish or, like, there's something from European. Um, Snapchat, IPO, it's own tool. I, that was like oh, a real what? shocker for what holy shit wait 147 holy dollars fuck. per share yeah it was valued at over Dude. 20 billion dollars holy that's crazy crap. yeah well they're doing good a co-worker of mine's uh, oh, husband works for snapchat and uh wait that was a snapchat price or yeah spotify? That is. How long? uh spotify is 147 dollars a share Jesus. i will 147 nice. 
dollars and ninety two cents. That's a crazy. lot of people became millionaires. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. a lot of Snapchats. Like, dude, too, like I knew they were going, they were gonna go public, but I was just like so ignorant to buying like stock in Spotify. Yeah, which I'm kind of regretting, but whatever. I don't know. Fuck yeah, em. I thought it was gonna be a lot more <laughs> modest than this. I didn't pay too much mind to it, but yeah, that's I, I thought it would like maybe be like forty, fifty. Yeah, also, I feel like a, a lot of the uh, tech startup like uh, oh, oh, so uh, they did that hundred sixty. Sorry, what were you, so it's down about forty seven. This it's yeah. hundred sixty is still hiding. Yeah, it's that's, crazy. What were you saying about? Uh, Tech startups, IPOs. Yeah, yeah, I feel like a lot of people are like sour on like the tech, tar- the tech startup yeah. IPOs, yeah. especially with like Snapchat and stuff. So Yeah, yeah, and there's there's been a few others, uh, like a bo- a Dropbox as well, just went public. Yeah, um, like the week before uh, Spotify. DocuSign's going public as well. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, which is funny with them, because I you only use DocuSign like once, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I use DocuSign to sign my contract. Guys, yeah, it's e-contracts, right? Yeah, it's a, yeah. I guess I guess there's a space for it in the market. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't know DocuSign was going public. Yeah. Well, now's a good time to invest. How are we doing on time? Um, well, I still don't understand how to measure BAR in a matter of minutes or seconds, but we're at 2,000 something. Okay, yeah, so probably now's a good time to call it. Um, any any shout-outs, any, uh, any last words? I'll start with you, Derek. Uh, shout-outs to you guys for having me. Uh, shout-out to my company, Seven Rooms, so hopefully people will be listening to this later. Yo, plug on your shit, yeah. Get your uh, plugs Yeah, shout-out <laughs> shout Seven Rooms. Shout-out Customer Success Team at Seven Rooms. Shout-out to me at Artisanal Fuckboy at me. Um, yeah, hopefully this episode makes it makes it out. It was definitely a good one. Uh, as always, 2018, coming for the whack podcasters. So delete GarageBand, get off of Stitcher, get off of Spo- get off of SoundCloud, get off Spotify, hide your microphones. 2018, the year of the clap. Peace. <laughs>